When you rehearse past victories and successes, it's as if you're building muscles. But on the other hand, if you just look at failures and negativity, then it just pulls you down. And this is a very important concept when you move from this old year into the new year or from one situation or one phase in your life into the next. And I'm going to expand on this and I'm going to give you tips really to have an epic new year or an epic new phase or, or area in your life as you move forward. So please stay tuned until after the intro and we continue with the show. Welcome to the Rise and Shine show where we help you to become the leader that you were born to be. The show is proudly brought to you by Sunshine Harvest and now let's move on to today's episode. Welcome to today's show. It's so great to have you with me again and we've only got a few days left of this year and we're moving forward into this new year and I'm really going to help you to rehearse past victories and successes as we look at them so that you can destroy the giant or the Goliath in your own life. And I'm also going to give you some tips and ideas how that you can look at these victories uh, so that it can help you. I'm also going to help you and give you some tips how you can really have an epic year in this coming year. But the good thing is it's not only uh, when you move into a new year that you can apply these principles. It also applies to any area or any time in your life throughout the year, throughout whether you're young, whether you're older, it does not matter. These principles are universal and they will help you as you move from one phase in your life to the next. And these, uh, the first thing that um, I want us to look at is an example of past victories and how this can help you to accomplish something and really to kill this giant in your life. Now, I'm using the example here of a young boy and his name is David. And most of you will know the story of David and Goliath, but I'm using that. If you don't know the story, it doesn't matter. I'm going to give you a, a quick rundown of it. I'm not going to go to all the detail, but I'll give you enough so that you can really understand and get a picture of what I'm talking about. Now, David was a young man. I, I think they, they said he was in the region of about 16, 17 years old, and he was tending his father's sheep. And in those days, when he tended the sheep, there were wild animals, there were lions, there were bears, and he had to protect the sheep against these wild animals. Even he had to look after the sheep so that they can get fed, that they can get to water and all these things. But one of the most important things was to protect them. And when a lion or a bear came, David was so bold that he went and he would take the sheep right out of the claws of this wild animal, of this wild, wild beast. And these things he did over and over. He didn't just do it once. He did it over and over. And these were really uh, solidified in his mind as victories because he also knew that he couldn't do these things in his own strength. Yes, he was strong and he was very dedicated in what he was doing, looking after his father's sheep. But he also knew that he had to rely on God to help him to do all these things. And that is very important for you and I to know. So David's father came to him 
And he said, David, I want you to go to your brothers where they are in battle at this time. And I want you to go and check up on them, see whether they're fine. And I also want you to take food to them. Now, what happened here, Israel, the nation of Israel was in, in a battle between them and the Philistines. And they were set up against each other or opposite from each other in this battle array. And I don't know how long they've been there, but it must have been a while because David's father wanted to send them fresh food and just to check up whether they still fine. Now, when David arrived there, he saw this whole thing playing out. And as he arrived, there, he heard this very loud voice. And when he looked, he saw this giant man and he came down and he was basically challenging everyone or, or the whole Israel nation. And he said, send one of your uh, big guys or one of your guys that can come and fight against me. And if you won or your guy wins, then we, the Philistines, will be the slaves of Israel. But if your guy loses, I win, then you will become our slaves. And he was so confident about these things that he defied the Israelites, that he defied the God of Israel. And he just thought he can do everything in, in, in his own strength and that he nothing can touch him. And when David saw this, he was very upset about this. And he asked around, he said, but who's doing something about this? How long has this been going on? And you know, all these mature men, all these grown-ups, all these adults, not one of them had the guts to stand up and say, I will go and take this guy on. No one had the confidence that they can take him out and that they will make the Philistines their slaves instead of the other way around. They were too afraid. I mean, they were standing and they were shivering, basically. And when David's oldest brother saw that David was asking around and saying, what is going on here? He basically belittled him. He humiliated David and he said to him, listen, why don't you go home to your few little sheep that you're tending? You just nosy. Why are you here? Just get out. Go away. But you know what? David knew who he was. He knew who he was because of his past victories and his past successes. And that I want to emphasize even for you. When you know that you've accomplished certain things in your life, don't allow negative situations or negative people or even your own mind to point out the negative situations in your life. Elevate those above the victories and successes and pull you down. This is vitally important to know this. And David is a very good example of this. He asked lots of questions. He asked, what is going on? Why is this guy? And when his, his, his brother said that, he just, he just ignored him, basically. And he just went on. He said, just tell me what's going on here. And he even, he even asked, he said, uh, what is the, the, the ransom that I'm going to get? What am I going to get out of this if I kill this giant? And there were a few things. One of the things, for example, they said, the man who kills this giant will get the king's daughter to be his wife and his whole family will be set free from taxes. Now, that in, its, in itself is, is a good incentive to go and fight against this, this um, giant. But if you lose, then your whole nation is going to be the slaves of these other guys. So you really need to know who you are and what you're doing. And remember here, yeah, the age is not important because David didn't look at his age. These guys looked at him and they say, you're just a young lad and what can you do? They looked at his physical stature 
and to all these things in his age and they thought he cannot do anything but David ignored that he did not look at his age his age was not an issue to him and at this as we're speaking about age here it doesn't matter whether you're 17 like David or whether you're 30 whether you're 50 whether you're 70 whether you're 80 it doesn't matter if you haven't done what you're supposed to do and what you were born for find out what it is and start doing it it does not matter your age doesn't matter don't use that as an excuse it's not an excuse it's not acceptable and you can do it you can move forward that's one of the reasons why you're here I'm sharing this with you and I'm imparting this with you because you are a leader. You have got everything on the inside of you, though it's potential, but you have all these things in you so that you can bring it out and so that you can do what you are purposed to do, what you were born to do. And like I said, David, he knew who he was. And when David finally came and he confronted the enemy, the enemy sort of ridiculed him as well. And he said, what? Who are you? You're just this little boy, this little red-faced boy. What are you doing here? And, and he basically addressed it to the rest of the Israelites as well. They said, why do you send this little boy to me? He's only got a stick and he's got a this in his hand. Who do you think I am? So he thought he is just the cat's whiskers. But look what happens. David did not look at those circumstances. In his mind's eye, he had the previous victories where he killed the, 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 the bear, we killed the lion, and that's how he went. And he even said, he says, this man, this giant, he defies my God. He doesn't even have a covenant with my God. He defies my God and he defies my whole nation. But in God's strength, I will be able to cut him down. And that's exactly what David did. He went up to him, he used a slingshot, and he put a stone right into his forehead. And when this man fell down, David grabbed this, this uh, giant's uh, uh, sword and he cut his head off. And that is very important for you and I. You have to destroy your enemy. You have to destroy the thing that is trying to keep you back, that wants to enslave you. You you. You personally have to destroy it. I cannot do that for you. Yes, I can do certain things and you're going to uh, benefit from that. But you have to kill the giant into your, uh, in your own life and you will see the benefits. Because when you kill this giant in your life, when you kill this enemy in your own life, that enemy that you uh, killed there will bring you fame and it will bring freedom to you your household and possibly even to your entire nation especially in these days where we're living in where things are just pushing down and pressing down more and more and more you have to stand up you and I I have to do what I'm supposed to do you have to do what you're supposed to do and that will bring freedom possibly to our entire nation Possibly to your entire nation. It doesn't matter where you are, whether you're in the United States, whether you're in Canada, whether you're in Europe, whether you're in Africa, Asia. It does not matter. Wherever you are, you have the potential to make a difference. Not in your own strength, but you have the potential to make a difference. And this became a legacy in David's life. So what is the legacy that you're going to leave behind? 
this is vitally important that you and I are looking at this. Because like I said before, and I'm just going to emphasize this again, it's very important how you exit one area of your life and enter the next. For example, when you decide it's time to change jobs, it's important to leave the current job with a positive attitude. You have to be kind and helpful until the very last moment so people will remember that of you, that they will miss you. And when you do this, you enter the new job in the same positive way and the possibility is that doors will start opening for you right from day one. Not even necessarily of what you do, but just because of your attitude and that you can move forward. This is so important. This is a very important concept that I'm sharing with you. But on the other hand, if you leave a lot of negativity behind you, you are likely going to experience the same negative situations in the new environment and you might get a lot of opposition. It's um, like what you sow is really what you're going to reap. And this is in the positive and in the negative. In the past, we've mostly used this concept, you know, you will sow what you uh, reap, what you sow. We used it in a negative context when a really to when someone does something bad but it's exactly the same principle applies when you do something great when you do something good and judy gave me a quote last week and she said your path can either be a burial or a breakthrough so you decide whether you want to look at the past things the negative things and let that pull you down and that's going to be a burial for you or you can look at the past successes and it can help you to get the breakthrough now that you need in your life. Because every single day you and I have to fight the giant and we have to overcome these obstacles and we have to get these breakthroughs. And the principle here is, like I said, what you sow you will reap. And when you smile, for example, people are curious and they want to know why you are happy. But on the other hand, when you're mad, when you're sad all the time and you're rude to people, people will avoid you and they'll stay away from you. You might not know why doesn't everyone come to me or why do they just avoid me? But that's the reason. People don't like that. It's almost as if you, you, you've got this bad smell if you're not happy, if you're uh, rude to people and all these things. But on the other, other hand, you can have this wonderful smell People are very interesting beings and they know whether they, you don't even have to show it on your face, but they just know what's going on on the inside of you. They might not know exactly all the, the details, but they know whether you're happy or whether you're not happy. And gratitude is one of the most important building blocks in life. And when you are grateful for something, when you are thankful for something or towards someone, more good things are likely to come to you. It just as if it changes the atmosphere around you and more things are going to come towards you. And here I'm going to give you an example of uh, 10 guys and they had leprosy. Now leprosy in the old days yeah, is where people's limbs, for example, would just fall off. It just rots off. It was very terrible disease. It's very infectious disease as well. And people had to be kept outside of the camp. And these 10 guys were outside of the camp. And as Jesus walked by, they were crying out to him to heal them. And Jesus responded and he said, yes, you healed. 
and he sent them away. He said, go and show yourself to the priest. And when the priest declares you, you're well and healthy, then you are fine. But at that moment, they didn't get healed, right at that moment. But as they were on their way to the uh, priest, then all of a sudden, they all saw, but they were healed. And you know what happened? Only one man, when he saw that, he was so happy, he was so thankful and grateful. He immediately turned around, he went back to Jesus, and he fell on his knees and he said, thank you, thank you, thank you. And you know what happened? His life was restored. The other guys got healed, but this man, his entire life was miraculously restored because of his attitude of gratitude. And you know what Jesus said? He said, but were not there 10 people that got healed today and only one returned? And that is for you and I to, to acknowledge and to remember when something happens to you, be grateful for it. Even if it seems so minute and so small, please be grateful for it because you will not regret it. Be grateful to God and give him thanks and honor him for everything that he does in your life. And like I promised in the beginning, I'm going to give you a year a formula for an epic year. Now, you know what epic means. It means really awesome. And the word epic has got four characters, as you know. It's E, and the E stands for envision. P stands for plan. I for initiate, and C for change. Now, to plan, let's look at the, or envision, the, the first letter. E for envision. Now, to envision, you must get this picture. You must go and think deep. You must be creative. You must get this vision. You must get this massive picture that is much bigger than yourself. It has to be bigger than yourself. You are not supposed to make this vision come true by yourself because then it's not a vision. Then it's just something else. But if you know you cannot accomplish this on your own or in your own strength, that is really what a vision is. And what it really, what a vision really is, is to look at circumstances and everything, to change everything like you think and that you envision it should be. That's really what a vision is, to take the wrong things around you that you see and get this vision of how you think it should be. That's really what a vision is. And that takes thinking, it takes creativity. And then the second letter for, stands for plan. And here it's different. A plan is different from a vision. Your vision is absolutely massive there. It has to be bigger than yourself. But when you plan, you should not make hard or difficult goals. Rather make short-term goals, things that you can attain on a daily basis. And it's important to make these daily goals. And then you also have to measure. So when you measure, you don't measure yourself against or comparing with someone else, someone else's accomplishments, but you measure yourself against the plan, the goal that you set for that day, for example, weekly, daily goals, weekly goals, and so on. So measure yourself against those goals, not against what you think some other person might have wanted you to, um, to attain at that time. And then the third letter is in I for initiate. And here you have to plan to move forward, even if everything seems impossible. 
That's what initiate means. You have to get forward movement because if you just stay stationary, nothing is going to change. Nothing is going to happen. And when you do something, then you will see how the momentum starts building up. And the, even if you don't see anything in the beginning, necessarily, don't stop, continue. Do what you set out to do and continue with it. Persevere with it. And this will help you to feel valuable and inspire you to keep going. This is so important. But the moment you see something, even the smallest little positive thing, be grateful for it and almost like celebrate it and just move forward. Don't stop there. and Don't stop the, the momentum. Just move forward. And then in this initiating, you have to find solutions. And these solutions doesn't necessarily have to be work-related. It can be anything. It can be anything. And while you're busy doing something and you uh, can't find a solution for it, when you stop that and you do something totally different for a short while, just go around the block, walk around the block, or go and make yourself a cup of tea or a cup of coffee, the moment you come back, or even while you're out there, the solution may just pop out. It's so important to, to remember this because you can really get solutions when you think you cannot. Just stop what you're doing and do something different for a little while. You come back because your subconscious mind did not forget about these things. It's still working and it will almost like hunt uh, solutions for you. And that is a very interesting concept as well. And then the last letter C stands for change. You have to solve problems. When you are faced with a problem, you have to solve that problem. But also look around you and problems that other people may have. And when you find solutions for those problems and present it to these people, you will come to the point where you can really influence people where you can almost become invincible to other people, but not to manipulate them, not to dominate them, but to encourage them and to take them to the place where they want to go to. This is very, very important. And like I said in the beginning as well, you've got the potential inside of you to do many, many, many things. You can do many exploits in your life with the potential that you've been born with, that was put inside of you, even before you were born or before you were even conceived in your mother's womb. And this is vitally important for you to know. And one of the reasons where you can sort of build on this and how you can release your potential is to start to journal. Because when you start journaling, it helps you release your thoughts. And when you release your thoughts, then you're really pulling out from the inside of you. And you're just a a word of uh, encouragement, but a word of advice. Don't do this on a computer or don't do it on a tablet. Take a pen and take a piece of paper and write it. Because when you write this hand, um, brain coordination, hand-eye coordination, and there's something that happens in your brain that stimulates your creativity. And this will help you. When you do this, everything, just by typing on a computer uh, keyboard, it doesn't work the same. I had to find this out the hard way. And I'm not going to share the story with you how this happened with me, but please just take it. We can get to that some other time. But 
it's very important that you write it down on paper with a pen or a pencil on paper. And it usually helps to talk to someone when you are facing difficulty. But if you do not have someone to talk to, there are, a, there are different ways that you can deal with tough situations. And one of those ways is to journal because when you journal, although you don't have someone that um, you can talk to that's just like a sound board, you are basically then your own soundboard or that paper is almost your own soundboard and that stimulates creativity and it helps you to come up with the solutions. And when you journal, you are forced to deal with your own thoughts and your own emotions. There's no one else involved. There's not another person involved that just listening to you and you may think, oh, but how are they going to perceive this? What are they going to do? No, it's only you and you have to deal with that. And it's just like when you have difficulty finding a solution to a problem. When you have someone who is willing to just listen, you usually come up with the answer yourself. You might have experienced this yourself. Sometimes you're looking for an answer to something and you go to someone and you say, oh, will you please just, I just need to share this with you. And most of the time, that other person is just a listener. They're just sitting there or standing there and they just listen to you. And as you speak, the answer just comes. That person didn't say anything. They didn't have any input. And that is what journaling can also do or then when you have someone else. So that's on uh, releasing your potential. Also, another point is at this time of the year, you have to de-stress. You need to de-stress and you need to help others also to de-stress. And you have to help others to release and get rid of the stress, not just cope with it. And this is important, even for yourself. Don't just try to cope with this stuff and say, oh, it's okay, I'll, I'll cope with it. No, get rid of it. Because it's as if it's something that's running below the surface and it bothers you. It takes up uh, some of your mental capacities. It even influences your body, the way that your body reacts. It can get your tummy into a knot and all kinds of health-related issues. So don't stress. Don't uh, get there. Get rid of it. Get rid of it in your life. And one of the ways is also to, to paint, to start painting something or draw something. Even if you just doodle, you just draw cartoons or whatever. It's an excellent way to de-stress and to get rid of the stuff that it can just get out of your system. Another excellent way to de-stress is to pray. When you pray, and especially if you're a Christian, you're born again, and you have received a, a prayer language uh, through the Holy Spirit's impartation, pray in that heavenly tongue. And even if you have to pray a half an hour or longer, pray until the peace comes. Pray until all that junk is out and it just the peace just settles on you. I didn't believe it can work because I didn't know how to do it. But when a person explained this to me, I thought I'm going to try it. And you know what? I kept on until the peace came. It was a while. It was probably about a half an hour or so. But it's amazing the effect that that has. And it also just opens you up to receive more from God. And the, the, the final point is to think deep. It's so important to go aside and get aside and just think deep. Think on everything and 
I call it also meditation. Many people have a, one specific idea of meditation where you empty yourself of a lot of stuff. But if you go that route, you're opening yourself up to a lot of nonsense, a lot of trash. That's not the meditation that I'm talking about. The meditation that I'm talking about is take something, take a scripture from the Bible or some good thought and just say it over and over, rehearse it to yourself. And it's almost like a rosebud, a closed rosebud. And the more you meditate on this, the more you speak it out, and the more you think about it, it's as if this rosebud just opens up in front of you and it releases this wonderful fragrance. That's really what happens. It's as if all the words that are written there or what you've spoken, it's as if it becomes to get a deeper meaning and it just opens up to you. It is an amazing experience to, to do this. And I do it virtually all day long. I'm meditating on something. I'm meditating on, on, on these things. And, and it just helps me to see things in a totally different light. And now the last thing, share this message. I've shared with you, I've imparted into you. Go out, share this message, share it on social media, share it wherever you can with a fam family member, a friend. Help me to get this message out because just like this message helps you, it'll help someone else. And like I said, it's not only for now as we move from the old year into the new year, but it's every every phase of your life doesn't matter when it is doesn't matter whether it's in january whether it's in december whether it's in july it doesn't matter but please just apply these principles and help others to get to apply these as well by sharing this message i really appreciate that thank you so much for listening to me thank you for being part of this show for this entire year it's been an awesome journey for me and i trust for you as well and as we step over into this new year, it's going to be even better and uh, more and more often and more frequently and more regularly the show will be broadcast. And please send me your thoughts, what you want and what you think and how your life was changed. It's, it's important for me to also know those things. So thank you very much for being part of this show. You have an awesome year and I'm looking forward to chatting with you in the next show. Thank you so much for tuning into the Rise and Shine show today. Please hit that subscribe button and share this podcast with your friends and family. I'm looking forward to seeing you in the next episode.